Batman universe. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Batman universe, your source for all Batman news for the week. As always, I am only one of your Bat fan co-hosts. I am Andy DiGenova, and joining me this week, as always, is my good Bat chum... Jamie McGow. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Andy. And welcome back. Welcome back to you. For more Batman news and nerddom. Absolutely. It's going to be fantastic. When you're like one of two, I imagine we were like this, we're like we're, it's like 50-50 we're this podcast and we create, like you are one half and I am one half and we create this beast <laughs> that is the we're Batman like, Universe podcast monster. We're the Batman yin and yang. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. We, that's right, stuck together. We're a package deal. We already sang about this earlier. Yes, so. I'm stuck with you. <laughs> stuck with you, buddy. I'm so happy to be stuck with you. Effing Alley. That's all I'm saying. Effing Alley. Effing Alley. All right. Well, anyway, we've got some news for you this week. Not tons of news, yeah, but that's okay. Uh, because the good news is that I am out next week. I am overseas. There will mm-hmm. not be an episode next week, which means Lord knows something amazing is going to happen. Something going to happen, yeah. So you're welcome. Folks, thanks, buddy. Uh, so I apologize in advance. There's going to be no episode next week, uh, but I, I say you're welcome for whatever huge news drops because it always happens when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. But let's get started, okay? With a little BVS, which is always kind of where we kick off, generally, because we got a couple, a couple more little morsels here. Yeah, it's really after the, uh, you know, we knew this was coming. The, the, uh, they kind of shut off the valve a little bit here, but yeah. You know, as much as we obviously don't like to give our uh, our greatest praise to old El Mayimbe, or I can't, I don't know what he's going by now. Yeah, he changed his Heroic name Hollywood. because he changed his name because he had such a terrible reputation. Yeah. So, and I will say, it seems like he's turned a new leaf as far as at least mostly just releasing official things. Yeah. I mean, it sounds yeah. it seems like he's got some. Uh, uh, a, a good contact now that's happy to give him official stuff instead of just kind of chatter, yeah, well, which it's, generally it's, it is, or speculation. Yeah, it's going back to what I said, I think, last week or two weeks ago, where he obviously got his hands on a huge pile yeah. of this promo art. Mm-hmm. But to keep the clicks going, he just releases them one at a time. Yeah. So he's been doing that for like a month now. Yeah. Like every few days he'll release one piece of right. art, so right. that way it, you know, it keeps feeding the monster. But I like it because... You know, it it is nice to get these here and there, you know, so you can kind of appreciate them, um, you know, one by one or two by two or however. And and it's official. They're official. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, you know, generally it's just like all the nonsense that's coming out. So basically what we're talking about is more promo art that's come, down, come out uh, of, uh, from BBS. And uh, that's it, it's just... El Mayimbe is the one that is somehow having ownership of these and releasing them, and he's stamping all over them with his logo. But, <laughs> hey, that's cool. It's cool. We get to see more. So these uh, two images that have been released show bats and uh, soups in uh, fisticuffs fighting mode yep. and uh, just straight-up brawling. And these uh, images have are total mirrors uh, uh, well, there's one of, of Batman. They're both of Batman in the the armored suit, and uh, Soup's obviously in his regular suit. Uh, but the first image is of Batman punching Superman, um, which is a reference to um, Batman number six hundred and twelve. That was uh, a cover uh, from the series run of Hush uh, that was drawn by uh, Jim Lee. 
uh, Scott Williams and Alex Sinclair were also a part of that. And so if you put these images side by side... Yeah, they took the image and then overlaid it with the designs from the movie, which is cool. Like, that's really fun that they took these kind of iconic comic book images and they're using them... For, for promo art. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I just realized I switched them up. So the one that's punching, that's the the David Finch one. I, I just remembered in my mind. So it's actually, the there's one of Superman who is clearly has the upper hand and is choking Batman. That's the Jim Lee Batman 612. The second image of, uh, of Batman punching Superman, that's the one that actually is a reference to a comic book. Uh, that's a little bit more recent, a couple years old, I think, um, from the run of Batman Dark Knight, um, issue number five, and it's uh, David Finch's drawing. But, I mean, you can see, it's cool to see, again, we're always happy to see when they're referencing something that's been done that's great, right. you know, and it's like, well, here, you know, like, this, these two images are Batman and Superman fighting, like, let's basically take that imagery and apply the suits and the looks and here we go like that's that's what we want it to look like so yeah super cool yeah they're cool and it's for for batman fans you've got one image where batman has the upper hand and for superman fans you've got one image where superman has the upper hand it's like they so everybody's happy how did they know that to do that how did they but for those of us who are fans (laughs) of both i'm waiting for the promo image of them standing Side by side, holding hands, strolling through the promenade in Santa Monica. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. Eating just, ice cream. Yeah, like just or just and skipping. Hopefully, yes, like yes. mid air, or just, or sitting on a rooftop, looking at the sunset, with Clark's head gently rested on Bruce's shoulder. That's the <laughs> image I'm waiting for. That's the T-shirt I'll buy. Uh, I'm I'm in 100. percent That's the way the movie ends. Yeah. Spoilers. So, yeah, we know they're going to be chums. And uh, they're going to get over this. They're going to get, you know, yeah, how many great friendships start, you know, people start as enemies, and it's because they're just so similar. You know, yeah. They're just, they don't get along. There's It's kind of like the Highlander move. It's like, feel they feel like there can only be one, and then they realize, like, well, yes. you're actually great. We're, we're very <laughs> like, and let's just be pals. That's how this is all going. Right. Uh, I just immediately thought of, I saw this image once uh, of two guys, like, jumping in the air, like, really just flamboyantly and looking at one another. And the bottom said, um, a true friend should, uh, or, or got, what is it? Two, a true friendship is one that you, your family questions your sexuality yes. from. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. I like that. That's immediately what I thought of. It's just like Batman and Superman, like <laughs> jumping in the air and just flamboyantly flailing their limbs about. Like, we are we are pals. We are friends. Um, that, I'm, I may find that image and do some Photoshop in that. That Please would do. be fun. Please do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're getting a little bit of EBS, uh, but obviously... The focus has been, as of late, more of Suicide Squad as they are filming and they are, you know, uh, really not hiding uh, yeah, as much I mean, as we thought. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're out there where it seemed like BVS did a lot of shooting on sound stages, and so they kept it they very under wraps. Yeah. There were only a couple shots here and there of uh, Superman kind of on the street in costume. Mm-hmm. Everything else was done behind closed doors. Suicide yeah. Squad's... Very much kind of, at least for now, very much in the streets, out in the open, which means there's just tons of spy picks. Yeah. Tons and tons of them, which is... You seem like you're getting a little... Your your facial expression it's is a, like it's, telling it, me it's a little exhausting. It's or a, a mixed much. blessing, you uh-huh. know. Like it's great to see because I'm so excited and I love seeing the stuff. But at the same time, it's like you don't want 
them to give everything away. Well, like the video that we watched, yeah. that you showed me. I mean, you you get a lot of performance, right? In that, you know, right. seeing how Leto is moving, and I mean, we don't hear what he's saying or how he's talking, but um, there's a lot of actual footage of of a scene. Playing yeah. Out. So so they're shooting a scene of of Joker and Harley in the Joker's car. The Joker's car, is it a Lamborghini or is it just Lamborghini-esque? I didn't it's see. It's hard to tell. I didn't see. Yeah, I'm not a car it's, guy. It's an exotic it's, car, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's some sort of really expensive sports car, but yeah. it is like bright fuchsia. Yeah. Um, which I think is awesome because it's kind yeah. of like a, a modern version of the Joker mobile. I think that's great. When you look at his character, I mean, that's his car. That's, that's It's very fitting. Yeah. So, so they're in the car and there's this video. And if you've seen the video, um, I don't think describing it is spoilery because <coughs> you, you know, like... You have to see it. So if you've watched it, you you do get to see a lot of uh, the Joker's at least mannerisms and physicality, yes. even if you're not hearing his voice. Yeah. So it's you know it's him and Harley talking and fighting, uh, yeah. verbally, yeah, mostly. It's, it's one of those things that you're like, okay, this scene is nothing surprising if you know anything about these two characters. Right. Um, it's they've always had a somewhat tumultuous relationship, and that you know obviously they're. Um, Joker is a twisted guy, as right. we talked about, and Harley Quinn is obviously. Or is twisted. he a damaged guy? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I refuse it. <laughs> Dang it, those tattoos are here to stay. Uh, you know, but I, I will say, you know, alongside of saying how his car fits, you know, this version, yeah, and his the way he's dressed, you know, his, his clothes are all super shiny, and mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's totally new, and everything is very cohesive, and and those tattoos kind of fit in with that, you know, uh-huh. and and so it's like again, it's like, well, do I like it? Still? I can't, I can't I quite see like you because it. it looks like you're turning a corner. Like no, I, no, I can no, only no. see part of you. No, no, because, no, no. I, I'm accepting it for what it is. I mm. still dislike the tattoos, uh, specifically that, like I had said before. The damaged, yeah. and it's not the idea that there are tattoos because I think the tattoos are in line with this version of the Joker. I just don't really care for the execution for of how most of them on the nose they are. Yeah, no, then that's so, fair. So in that realm, I feel like I'm. I hope I will be consistent, or not. I hope, but I think I will be consistent in that, just because again, I have I'm really trying to be open about this Joker, and obviously seeing that this is something very new. I think I think that's cool. I think. New is good, you yeah. know, and you know what we know is great, but you know I think new is also good, and they're going new, and so, anyways, all that to say, um, you know, yeah, it's it's we're just seeing a lot of 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 what he's he looks like, you know, his mannerisms, like mm-hmm. you say, and it it is. I hope, honestly, this is some of the most that we see. At this yeah, point. yeah. I really I don't feel like care I've, to see anymore. Exactly. I feel like we've seen enough. Yes. Enough to be excited, enough to get a feel for it, but, you know, now now it's time to go into the sound stage. And I hate to say that, yeah. but it is. Yeah. Um, because we we do this podcast, we have to look. We have to. We have no choice. We are bound. So for those of you who don't have to look, I respect that, and I think that's good. And but, we somewhat we envy you, even. For, yeah, we have to. For you. Yeah. Really. We, we are very interested, obviously, but, but again. But, I mean, this is good because you do see a more kind of in-context Joker. Yeah. Because you see him in clothes. You see him in a car. You see him out in the world. Uh-huh. You see the whole look. Um, and... I don't know. I mean, for me, I, when I saw these images, I was like, I was like, I feel like this might put some of the the concern to rest because he looks a lot more jokery, kind of out and about 
than maybe he did in that image. Yeah. Or what? what I mean, is that I, a- accurate for somebody who was kind of like, eh? Yeah. No. I if he was if he was dressed in the Nicholson purple suit. Yeah. I would be like, no. This. Why did they do these tattoos? And then go this more traditional way. Right. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say no. I would just be uh, less accepting of that because I'm saying you're going new. They clearly are going new. Go new. Yeah. You know, do it. And they have. And so actually the shiny, you know, silver and purple suit that's, you know, it's like really this thin cut trim, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's like this hot shot, young, almost like a, you know, uh, like a business guy or something, you know, I mean, obviously not in Demeter, but just in like, obviously the amount of money. It's almost like a, it's almost like a night at the Roxbury look. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very shiny, (laughs) baby, don't hurt me. Joker. Um, You know, like it's it's almost like a very slick kind of douchebaggy club being mm-hmm. kind of look. Uh-huh. But, like, it makes... Again, for me, I, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying it in a way that it kind of fits this what we're seeing. You know, this this out-of-control car, this ridiculous car, these expensive clothes. Like, this is a guy he's who... He's like lo- the Tony Montana I guess Joker so, world. yeah. Like, <laughs> again, like he loves being the Joker, and yeah. he's, like, he's all in. Like, this is a guy who's not hiding in the shadows. He's like, I'm the Joker. I'm out there. I'm yeah. doing my thing. Yes. Um, so I think you're right, yeah, that that seeing more of this in this context, especially not him just running around with the shirt off the whole time. I mean, I think that would have been like, man, what? Like, that would just been weird. Um, at least this, again, feels more of like a package. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm more accepting of that in that it all feels right, you know, yeah. together. But as we kind of acknowledged and you, and you brought up is, you know, there was all the speculation of, oh, the tattoos aren't going to be around. The tattoos were just yeah. for the photo. Yeah. Well, guess what? In this picture, there are tattoos it's uh, all the tattoos we've seen. The, the tattoos are—they're here to stay. Time to, time to just—I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to say embrace it, but time to just uh, accept it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I, I, I'm not going to fight that because it's—it's it's stupid. Like that's—that's that's a dumb reason to dislike what they're doing. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like I—I I don't have to like that portion of it, but like to to not embrace it just. It, it's going to ruin it for you, you know? And yeah. it's, it's a pretty small thing that, honestly, how many things have we seen, again, that visually, at first, you're like, uh, when you have, all you have is the visual, you're like, meh. But then you see the performance, and you grow to love the visual because of the performance, right. because of the character, and you're like, this works. So I think that's what we're going to get. So, yeah, I mean, as far as turning the corner, accepting it for what it is, absolutely. As far as liking it anymore... I can't. I can't talk you into doing doing this for Halloween next year. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. It's. uh, I think think you'd look great with damaged across your forehead. (laughs) I would probably do everything and then leave the damaged out and be like, "This is how it should have been." This is how it should (laughs) have been. I'm going to get a tattoo on my forehead, but it just says, "All right." I'm just doing all right. You know, I'm just doing okay. Can I get one that just says, "I accept it for what it is"? Yeah, (laughs) and that's that. So so yeah, lots of more lots more images of the Joker in full on costume in his car. So uh, if you haven't seen it, they're pretty easy to find. Um, oh, an honorable mention that uh, uh, we are seeing Harleen Quinzel. Yeah, we're not seeing Harley Quinn in these exactly. images. It's so so there's her. a lot of speculation that this is a flashback scene mm-hmm. of kind of you know what went down between them, which makes a lot of sense because yeah, she's in her street clothes here mm-hmm. and. 
And in the video, there is a video of this like whole scene being shot, which was, yes, this is kind of spoilery. Maybe I shouldn't have watched it, but I did watch it, and I geeked out, so... I don't regret it. Yeah. Um, but in the video... You ate that whole tub of ice cream, and it was so good was when you so did good. it that even afterwards you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, but I'm so satisfied. I regret nothing. <laughs> um, but in it, you you do hear a bit of her voice. You can't hear him because he's turned mm-hmm. away from the camera, but you can hear her, mm-hmm. uh, and it sounds sounds very Harley. It does. Which, yeah. is, which is exciting. Yeah, it's it's... It's one of those things that I'm like, oh, are we gonna get a? She, I think, I feel like she's gonna turn it up, obviously for when oh, she's once in the she's, costume. Yeah, absolutely. But, but even so, in this, you still go, oh, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, she's, she's doing the voice. Yeah. So if you want to spoil yourself a little bit, you know, there's no shame in it, guys. It's okay. You I know. do. If you're super into the spy pick stuff, you know, go for it. If you're not and you feel like you can hold out, maybe do because it's yeah, it's, it's a it's. This scene is going to be that much better to see for the you, first yeah, time in theaters, yeah. you know, versus seeing it on the internet. So yeah, that's true. Uh, but other shots of the rest of the Suicide Squad are out there. So not just Joker and Harley. Uh, the rest of the Suicide Squad is out there doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I noticed: there's like a uh, there have been these street scenes, mm-hmm. and I I'll, I'll speak vaguely so as not to give anything away, but I'll just say that there's a lot of wreckage in the street Mm -hmm. and looking at the wreckage it leads me to believe that this movie is going to be more epic and larger scale than maybe i was expecting oh yeah i was expecting something smaller and more you know oceans 11 breaking in yeah but me too judging by at least i mean judging by whatever they're shooting now i'm like well there's at least something massive going on here so that that's just interesting and intriguing um, Very much. But we get a better look at some of the other characters, Jamie. Yes, we do. Uh, so we, uh, we've, we, we've been getting a lot of Killer Croc shots um, uh, lately, and uh, now some really nice up-close shots of him kind of hanging out um, in between shooting, because uh, obviously this is not something you can just you know take on and off easily. He's got to right. be in, in this all the time. And it's, it's very cool, and I think uh, generally the Internet – is uh, all everyone's like pretty pumped about how it looks because it's it's practical makeup. You know, there's he doesn't have. I don't know if they do any digital work on this. It's probably going to be pretty minimal because he's got the facial structure of a person and the skin texture of the Killer Croc. You know, yeah. And, and which we've seen that version. And uh, again, I, I think initially we we're like, oh. This is this. How does this look? And now the more that we're seeing of it, it's like, dude, it looks bitching. It looks awesome. Like, yeah. you know that all of that awesome sculpting that they did on his face. You know, they kind of puffed out his brow and his cheeks and his jaw, and uh, it just he looks like Killer Croc. I yeah, mean, honestly, he looks what, nothing what like the actor. Like, I can't see the yeah. actor behind this this makeup. It's that it's that transformative. It's that cool. Really, and yeah. And so yeah, now we are getting these close ups. Of of him, and so again, if you if you want a closer look at Killer Croc, those images are out there. Uh, but I agree; I think he looks so great, yeah. like he does. Like I, I think they found a really nice place where he is totally crocodile, mm-hmm. but human. You know, yeah. like like they didn't mm-hmm. go too far in either direction. You know, he's not the lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. but he's also not like you know big guy with with scaly skin. Like yeah. he is, he's he's right in the middle. Yeah, and and the thing that's even cooler about this is now that we know that clearly this character has a much bigger portion of this movie than we had initially thought we thought 
you know, yeah, we thought he was really so late. That, oh, yeah, he's going to yeah. be in there, but eh, you know, he he's a part of the squad clearly, right? And um, because of that, you know, if he's getting a lot of screen time, if he has a lot of lines or even a lot of performance, you know, having this makeup be something where it's not that lizard jaw where it's just basically up right. and down, mm-hmm. where he can actually articulate, move his lips, and express, so much more important because. That's relatability right there, you right. know, for people to relate to this character, you know. And again, as you said, these are villains, but we're gonna have to. We we're gonna we're gonna, gonna have to we're gonna have to like some of them. We're gonna have to them. like them. Yeah, yeah. and and not gonna, all of them. Yeah, the, the ones that get killed, we're gonna be okay with. Yeah, but, exactly. but they are the suicide squad yeah, after all. Slip, slip, not I'm Recipes. not that worried about. But, but yeah, you have to like enough of them. Yeah. That you can hook into the story, and and Killer Croc is generally one of those empathetic characters where where you do. He he is a villain and he does villainous things, but generally it's kind of sided uh, towards his animal nature uh, mm-hmm. and that he commits these crimes and and kills people and things like that. And not sort of his humanity is actually he's a good guy and he's helped Batman and all that you know. So yeah, well it'll be interesting to see kind of how they um, play all that out. But again, you know, I think that the makeup is done super well and it obviously just even seeing him, you know, even in this shot, it's like. He's able to move his face very easily, and that it goes a long way to creating a character that's um, relatable, you know, right? And and easy to empathize with. So, um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I don't mind these kind of spy picks because I don't feel like it's giving too much away. We've seen the look; we're just seeing a little bit more mm-hmm. of it, and like it's 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 cool, you know? yeah. So for sure, yeah. Good stuff. So there you go. Lots of of Suicide Squad stuff out there. I saw a tweet from a friend. Uh, yesterday, though, that was pretty funny. That was like, who's doing security on Suicide Squad? Paul Blart? It's <laughs> oh, pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I hope they go, go in behind closed doors soon. Um, yeah. Uh, because I can't resist looking, but at the exactly. same time, I want to I stay fresh. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So agreed. moving past Suicide Squad to some other news, uh, Matthew McConaughey is out there uh, doing some interviews. And so he was talking to Variety, and they asked him about superhero movies. They asked, would you ever consider being in a superhero movie? (coughs) And he said, I've read some Marvel and DC scripts, and I've talked about working with them on some scripts, none of which I'll share with you what they are or what they were. Yeah, I've circled some of those. Nothing has been right for me yet, but I'm sure open to it. Uh, And then they asked, what would convince you? He said, it's very simple for me. I look at the script. Is the opportunity exciting? Is the money that comes with it exciting? Well, there's a little honesty for you. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Is it the possibility of going, hey... You can get on a train and it can be a franchise and you could do three, four, or five and have a great time as some kind of superhero or anti-hero. But I would also look at something like that and say, hey, in success, that means you're on the train for a while. Contractually, you're going to return to the character over and over. It's something I asked myself, is it something I'd want to return to? Would I be excited to go back and put the shoes of that character on again? Going and doing the press tour with the group of people again? I always ask myself those questions again. It starts with the story and the character. Yeah, he is, and he's the kind of guy that, you know, he doesn't really stick to a certain genre or type of movie much. He really moves around He jumps around a lot. He doesn't repeat roles. I mean, he does a lot of the same kind of characters, you Mm -hmm. know, like, but, you know, as far as, it's hard for me to imagine that he could be locked into uh, a franchise like this, but... um, you know, I think that he's a great actor, and mm-hmm. it, it was kind of funny. I was trying to think of it because he's like he he does he he's a great serious actor, but he's got a, such such a fun nature about him. Right. I was trying to 
think about what kind of what character that he could be mm-hmm. and and visually I was thinking I'm like oh he'd be a cool like older Oliver Queen with like the oh, with like the, yeah. the mustache and the like the goatee and all that like That's the traditional great. comic call. book mm-hmm. you know he would be cool as that as as that character um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Like, you know, that's that's a great question. I I love that idea. I haven't really thought mostly because so many of at least the DC universe are already kind of spoken for. Yeah. So it's kind of thinking about thinking outside those. You know, some some of the <laughs> the characters that haven't been introduced yet or, or aren't on the slate. Um, gosh, I don't know. Yeah. I, he, I think he would have been a great Joker. Yeah! Wow, that would be you know? really interesting to see what he would do with that. Um, not to say I'm not thrilled with Leto, but I'm just thinking out loud of like who else? Who else could he play? Well, I mean, because right now the rumor came out after this interview that uh, Marvel and Sony want him for Norman Ar- Norman Osborn. Oh wow! Okay, which I think would be. I think mm. I, I think he could be a hell of a goblin. I mean, not that that's Batman related, but that's yeah. that's the rumor that's out there right now. So I figure you should at least acknowledge it. But as mm. far as the DC universe, I don't know, I have to think about it. I have to think about who else he could be. You know, like he would have been like if they ever did like Hush. You know, mm-hmm. or, or you know, like he he would have been a cool Harvey Dent um, as well. That yeah, could been, that yeah. could have been a cool. You know, it's just it's it's like. My, I automatically go to somebody. It's like who has some emotional weight, obviously, because he brings that performance, especially now. I mean, he's really acclaimed in that, but he he's got this charisma, you know that that mm-hmm. you're just like, well, you have to use that, you know, you right. have to have that side of him, you know, because it's just like, how can you not think of somebody who every once in a while is doing the kind of all right, all right, all right, you right, know, maybe right. not necessarily like that far, but um, you know, it's 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 cool to think about, um, you know, again, just. The time we're living in and these, you know, Matthew McConaughey is is really now a, a very uh, a big actor and taken very seriously as far as his performances and stuff got more and more intense and with uh, things like Interstellar and, and, and it, so it, it's cool to think of him being a part of one of these universes. But yeah. Definitely a, 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 a tricky one to place because he brings so much, I think, into it. Well, exactly. And he, he does have a persona even... Even when in his most earnest performances, you know, there's yeah. there's kind of this certain McConaughey element that you've got. And so how do you place that with, a, you know, a years old superhero or supervillain yeah. where it would fit instead and it, where it would actually uh, enhance that character and not like kind of change who that character is yeah, and that's yeah. that's the tricky thing I've got because I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm like oh, Hawkman uh, maybe yeah. but, but the maybe somebody time, that hasn't we haven't seen a performance from yeah. or haven't seen a, a personified in, in film you know, right like, right like, so yeah I'm just thinking of other like you know big players and I'm like yeah that could work but at the same time like maybe it would know. maybe it would be a little too different I don't know yeah. you know so I'm just kind of thinking about it but I I do think that he's gonna show up in one of these you know it seems like th- these days everybody does because it's such a, a huge if you're being business. offered it at this point it's yeah. very hard for them to turn away I think it's yeah like a lot of consistency and and a lot of money right. you know which is I think actors like I've heard I've they heard do of that. they like that it's a little job security <laughs> uh, and one thing I actually had in the previous notes with this notes that we have is all uh, jumbled but um, there was actually another trailer for uh, a documentary about um, Miles Scott uh, who is uh, known uh, around the internet as Bat Kid he's a, a, 
a little boy who lives in uh, San Francisco that was uh, diagnosed with uh, a form of leukemia. Uh, gosh, it's probably been four years now, three or four years. It's, it's been a it's while. Been quite that really long. okay, but I mean, it feels like it's been. A, I don't know. I know, always have a two years. Time is a mystery to me. It, yeah. uh, but they they it keeps on slipping into the future. <laughs> time uh, keeps on slipping. They uh, have made a, a really cool looking uh, documentary about uh, this day that he basically his his folks contacted Make a Wish. If you haven't heard this story, like what the heck? Uh, because <laughs> basically, it grabbed the internet. Uh, for this entire day uh, where he uh, he wanted to be Batman for a day and the entire city of San Francisco embraced it and worked with the police and, and the, the uh, city and they created this whole thing where he was saving people and capturing the Riddler and foiling the Penguin and, and running around in a bat suit. And it was just really a really cool triumphant uh, movie for, for this young guy. Um, and uh, so that we got a new trailer for that that just came out. So check it out; it'll it'll warm your frosty heart, right? Yeah. Now. So it's it's gonna be a good one. I'm afraid <laughs> my frozen heart. <laughs> you know, I I just realized where where is Brian? I don't. That's a great question. You know? where, Brian couldn't make it again. Yeah, he's I'm, not here. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, I guess. I guess you know at this point, I I didn't think he could keep doing this, but you know we're my hope is it's dwindling amazing. a little bit. It's amazing. He keeps at least he's us. consistent. He is. He is consistent with that. We'll give him that. Where do you guess he is, Andy? This oh, week? Oh God, that's Where a you... that's a great question. Well, um, I think you think he's I... up in Canada doing some Suicide Squad nonsense again. Well, after, he was well, escorted off the set once, yeah. but he might, you know, he might have come up with a better costume and snuck right back in. He is persistent. It's very possible. I'll tell you, that picture of Katana looked really familiar. Yeah, I was like, those Really eyes. familiar. There was those something eyes. about, yeah. There's an, <laughs> and those shapely legs. I was like, that, that's that got Brian written all over it. <laughs> okay, hashtag confirmed. Brian is a stand-in <laughs> for Katana. Uh, so, d- doing the good work as always, Brian. So good for you, buddy. Uh, so <laughs> moving on moving to on. video games. You want to lead us into? Uh, have you seen this ad for Arkham Knight? I have not out? had a chance to watch it yet, uh, but I, I've seen it out there. So the latest ad for Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, they show ordinary people in risky or stressful situations and are encouraging them to act as Batman would be uh, by being selfless, determined, bold, courageous, and feared. All wrapping up with a shot of Batman with the text, Be the Batman. Uh, could there be backlash because it's encouraging people to take risks? That Yeah, that was... Uh, it's a really cool ad. And I love the idea of it because, you know, it obviously is like, you know, take this beyond, obviously, this game, you know, and it's sort of encouraging yeah. you to personify who he is, which I admittedly have done countless times in my life. I've done, done the, you know... WWBD, you know, like, right, right. and, uh, and, uh, but this, I, just because of the time we live in and the way every news story is received by someone as some sort of a politically incorrect or an offensive or a risky statement, right. uh, my brain immediately went there and went like, okay, this is really cool, uh, and it's really well shot, but is it's like, is somebody going to be like, I've had enough, and I watched this ad, and I can't take it. And they're gonna, they're gonna finally stand up to that bully that's been harassing them, <laughs> and then that bully's gonna like kick, kick the crap out, put of him them in a coma or something. You know, oh, it's like man. I'm like I'm just 
fearful that this, you know, like, oh, the wrong, this, this kind of courage in the wrong person's mind could actually, I mean, who could blame the ad? I mean, these are all good morals and yeah, things to stand yeah, behind. I mean, so you, I, you see it and you absolutely understand the intent. Yes. The intent is, you know, like, oh, be be inspired. Be yeah. Batman. But it feels less about this video game. I mean, really. Right, it's right. like, it's 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 cool because obviously they're saying, like, you know, that's how these games have become. You really feel like you are this character, you know, and yeah. they feel very real. And they brought it a step further, and it's like, what? Why stop at the games? You know, bring it into the real world. <laughs> so check out that ad if you haven't seen it. Uh, let us know what you think, and let us know in what ways are you being uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne in your life? Are you? Uh, are you going out there? Are you running into burning buildings? As yeah, on occasion. Keep, keep in mind that was a firefighter that did run into the burning building. <laughs> so at least, you know, profession-wise, it's a little bit more soothing. Right, but, right. You know, it's, it's just a very interesting ad. And, Don't and put yourself in a dangerous situation. Yeah. You know, safety first. Calculated risks here, people. That's right. That's the key. Batman takes those. Calculated risks. <laughs> So moving on to a little bit of merchandise. Yeah, a little merchandise news here. Uh, So DC Swag is coming in June to comic shops. So anyone who's gone to Comic-Con knows what swag is. Something we all get. We do. Truth be told, you don't have to go to a Comic-Con to know what it is, as trade shows and events have swag all the time. DC has given away swag at conventions in the past, and this June we'll be giving away free swag to fans at local comic shops. Yes, indeed. To help promote the new wave of books coming in June, DC will be giving various items out throughout the month of June. Some items are specifically tailored to new titles, and others are tied to ongoing titles that are going in a new direction. Uh, there is a gallery on the BatmanUniverse.net, and we'll have all the items that fall uh, within this and they show you what the items are and what dates they'll be available. So make sure you do ask your local comic shop if they'll be getting them and if they can hold something because they will be available in limited quality. Yes, sir. Or quantities, excuse me. Yes, sir. So, so that's super fun. Yeah, it's really cool. And, and thanks to Dustin for uh, yeah, posting that, that article uh, on the BatmanUniverse.net and, and uh, uh, throwing all those pictures up. I actually initially, in the other version of this, I put the pictures up here so we could see what they are. Right. Uh, but a lot of them are the paper masks that we've seen okay. uh, them do. So there's one of like a, a Batman Beyond. There's one of a, a Batgirl. Mm-hmm. There's a domino mask for Robin, which Sweet. is really cool. Sweet. That's a really cool one. Uh, there's a couple tattoos, like a Batmite tattoo, a Robin tattoo, like temporary tattoos, obviously. Cool. And then uh, kind of some fun posters. So overall, like some really cool, fun stuff. And You know, DC seems to be the only one that does this kind of stuff. Like these really, um, you know, I I know some of them. They ended up selling like the capes and the and the masks Mm -hmm. um, at at conventions and stuff. But um, you know, these are really cool kind of takeaways, like really fun takeaways for the the comic book shops. And another reason to get out there and support your local comic shops, right? Because it's it's great that they've survived uh, where other other stores of the like, like. Libraries and uh, you know bookstores and music shops yeah. have not survived the digital age, and the comic shops have, and and we want to continue. It's a great meeting place, you know. Yeah. I love the comic shops, so keep supporting them and go check out, uh, go get that swag, go get that free stuff because you know, coming in June. Yeah, it's coming. I just want a Robin tattoo. That's what I want. 
You want the mask, too. And the mask. <laughs> and the cape. And the booties. And All the of the above. Yeah, that would that that would be amazing. It's like a, a bowling shop and they're just handing out like the what's your size? The yes. little booties. And uh, it's got the little the little wisp on the end on the back side. I'm like, really, really? And I will run around those <laughs> all day. <laughs> They'll fall apart by the end of the day because they're free. Right, but right. but for that day. You will be King Robin. I will. <laughs> All right. So moving forward to listener feedback. Jamie, you want you want to take the first one? Yes, sir. So we are uh, we have heard back, uh, from our old buddy Scanner. He is he is back with a, a correction this time. Uh, you know, to to do something different. <laughs> but this one is totally on point. Uh, and he he uh, Scanner fifty one old. Uh, Jesus Casada, he has told us that we need to say sorry, and more specifically myself. Uh, and he says, "Hello, guys. It's been a really long time since I was able to send in any type of correction, but I had to send this one in. It's a biggie. On episode oh. one twenty, I know it's getting serious right off the bat. On episode one twenty nine, you guys talked a little bit about the crow." Jamie then said, let's talk about the death of Jason Lee. That's fine, except for the fact that I'm pretty sure he's going to be in Mallrats 2. He's been in 99% of all Kevin Smith's films. Hashtag confirmed. He'll be in the new Chipmunks movie out later this year. Now, if you want to talk about Brandon Lee, who died on set, hashtag confirmed, while making The Crow, well, we can do that too. But when you say it out loud like that, it sounds kind of morbid. Guys, you need to say sorry to Jason Lee. I get it. I really do. He may seem like he's dead. He's on his third Chipmunk movie, but who doesn't like a good trilogy? He's wor- a working man's actor taking on challenging roles. Say sorry. <laughs> also, on episode 129, you shared that Brian showed up, showed the Supergirl trailer to his daughter, and she loved it. I did the same. My daughter is almost two, and she loved it too. Kept saying Supergirl throughout it. She will watch Arrow and Flash with me, but I know that this will be the show that her and I can watch fully together. Great show as always. Jason Lee, still alive and kicking. Hashtag confirmed. So, Scanner, <laughs> this one, right on, buddy. Yes. Right on. We're Jason Lee, Jason alive. Lee, totally alive. Brandon Lee, passed away. Yes, indeed. I, I slipped the names. Slip of the tongue. I even know Jason Lee uh, well enough to know that uh, he used to be a pro skateboarder before he was an actor. Ah, yeah, I think so, I didn't know that. Yeah, you should yeah. check out. He's got some old cool uh, videos online on YouTube floating around. Amazing skater. And a still brilliant actor. You know, he's still, he's out there. He's a hilarious guy. And yeah. So, no discredit to him. And yes, rest in peace, Brandon Lee, who was the one who tragically lost right. his life during of the course. Pro. So, I, this is me, hashtag confirmed, saying... I'm sorry <laughs> for that slip up. And if you want to make sure Jason Lee remains alive and kicking, go see Chipmunks <laughs> 3 or 4 or whatever they're on. Whichever one. Hey. I feel like they're on 4. I, I have no idea, but I, I this is one of those franchises that I was like, this will one and done, right? No. no I, I think they're on 4 Scanner, so you might have to send a correction. Oh, Scanner, yeah. We're going to look into this, Because they did the Elvin and the Chipmunks. We, then they did the Squeakwool. The then squeak they did wool. Chipwrecked. Gosh, you're good. You... And I haven't seen any of them, just to be clear. No, but that's good. So, but... Scanner, uh, you have to say sorry. Yeah, Scanner. That, if that we're they're actually on, on this... a quadrilogy for Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, indeed. If there's another one coming. Which... We all make mistakes, Scanner. Yes. Even you, buddy. <laughs> so, thanks for the correction, man. And uh, thanks for the feedback, as always. It's great to hear uh, that your daughter loved the Supergirl trailer. I mean, really, just seems like it's great getting praise all around, and we're mm. pumped for that as well. 
Uh, so do awesome. you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, already? so the next uh, message we got was from Odavius, or Odavius. Uh, he says, in your opinion, do you feel there's a growing critical backlash against comic book movies in the mainstream? Do you feel it could have a negative effect on the upcoming slate of DC films? There already seems to be a trend of judging what these movies will be based on rumors, set photos, film filters, two-minute trailers. Who Are, does that? I don't know. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't record it and send it out to the world. Not us. Um, are fans just looking to be negative, or are their concerns really legitimate? A lot of the negative comments and the continued Man of Steel hate I see have turned me off for checking for news about these movies on particular websites. I know everyone doesn't have to like that movie, but at times it seems overblown. Whether it's Marvel or DC, I want all these movies to be successful at the box office so they can continue making them. But it worries me to hear people in the general audiences saying that they are tired of these films. Sorry so long, but there's so much on my mind about these issues. Thanks for reading. Great podcast as always. Thanks, Audavius. Thanks, Audavius. I, I think I think we fully agree with you. You know. Yeah, we, I mean, we, Jamie and I both are. We 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 love the Marvel movies and we love the DC movies and we can't freaking wait for more DC movies. Yeah. And I feel like the fans that I enjoy spending time with and and discussing with feel the same way. Yeah. There is. Um, there is this Marvel bandwagon where they there's a group of fans that feel like you can't be on the Marvel bandwagon unless you hate DC. Right. And a smaller group, vice versa, yeah. to, to be fair. Absolutely. Um, we don't believe that, and no. I, and, and for me, and I fe- share your frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime there's there's anything about Man of Steel, I don't even want to read it because. I know I'm going to hear the same old bitching mm-hmm. and moaning from a, a group of people, and it's annoying yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so I get that. I get that frustration. At the same time, um, I'm really, really hoping that these this this slate of DC films quiets a lot of those critics, and, yeah. and be, you know, because all they have to do is is be great. Which yes. Is, I mean, I guess not all they have to do, but that's because that's a a pretty that's a pretty tall big task, order, but. but I think they can. Yes. I think that, yes, I think there is more of a critical backlash against superhero films because they're dominating the marketplace. And whenever anything is dominating the marketplace, um, it's easy for the the critics and the, the those who, who see themselves as kind of connoisseurs and be like, oh, it's just more, you know, noise yeah. for the masses. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the popular opinion shares in that backlash because yeah. these movies keep doing extremely well. Right. There's definitely a... A factor here still that um, it's not necessarily you know for all of the biggest and best in Hollywood you know it's like you're not seeing at the Oscars them going on and on about superhero movies you yeah. know it's still it's accepted and I think celebrated by many mm-hmm. uh, but I it's not necessarily cool to everyone still and I think that uh, you know you're right there there's a lot of people I think as you put it, there's so much of this content out there now, and it's really uh, overwhelming a lot of, of um, you know, the mainstream media and uh, the theaters in general. People are going to be critical. I think being critical is good, but I also agree that, you know, and I think if you've listened to our show, we are generally in the positive about all of this stuff. Yeah. That's why we do this show, um, that because we do love this stuff. And we, while we enjoy kind of discussing the likes and dislikes of each of these things, there's no doubt about it that we are on the side of, you know, that we want these to be made. We want them to be made well, and we want them to succeed. So I think we're 100% with you, and, and I don't think your comment feels long-winded to us because – 
you know, we, I think this is a, something yeah. we talk about on yeah. our own time all the time. And it's a know? very real concern and it's a very real frustration in fandom when you yeah. when you see this. Yeah. And, and, you know, even earlier this year, there was some controversy at the Oscars because they made some joke about nothing in theaters but superhero movies or something like that. And people were like, oh, how dare you? And, uh, and I think it was made in jest. It yeah. wasn't a joke. But I do think there is kind of a thing like... There, there is a group of, of people out there who go, oh, because of all these superhero movies, all these other movies aren't being made. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't think that's accurate at all because yeah. large-scale blockbuster crowd-pleasers are nothing new. No. They've been around for years and years and years. And yeah. if it wasn't, you know, in the 70s, did they say, all these disaster movies killing our smaller movies, right. you know? Yeah. Um, in the 80s, did they say, all these damn Spielberg movies killing our smaller movies, totally. you know? Yeah. In the 90s, did they say, you know, whatever, I'm trying to think it was big in the 90s. It was disaster movies again, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there was a, kind of a mix with a lot of, yeah, disaster so, movies, volcanoes and comets yeah, exactly. destroying the earth. Yeah, so like, <laughs> like big budget, you know, popcorn movies have been around for so long. Yeah. Yes, they're not all great, but trying to pretend that just because now they they star people in capes and mechanical suits, that somehow this is a at a detriment to the overall movie landscape, I just think isn't true. Because yeah. if you look at the Oscars and you look at the movies that were nominated, I'm like, guess what? All those movies got made. Yeah. All those movies people went and saw. Yep. So obviously superhero movies aren't killing anything. No. It's, a, it's all good. They're a part of it, but they're not dominating in the in the sense that they're taking over or, like you say, you know, like stopping other things from yeah. being yeah. made. You know, it, it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And, and, you know, one of the other things I will just say, it's... They kind of, um, I actually was having a discussion with my buddy yesterday about, he's really into um, DJing and music, and he was telling me that they were making, uh, somebody was making a movie about DJing, uh, starting, I can't remember his name, um, the, what's his name, from uh, that Neighbors movie, the younger guy. Is that Efron? Efron? Yeah, that he is starring in it or something, and he was really concerned about it kind of brandishing you know what he loves right and and i'm like that is is a a very similar thing to these kinds of movies where i think people who have loved comic books forever yeah for decades beyond when they were you know when marvel was was making these big movies dc was making these big movies you know before even you know batman 89 came out you know there was that's something very personal to them and they're very protective of it Mm -hmm. and they want it represented in the in a true way and there are certain people that, unless it's their little back pocket movie or, or comic book that they can keep to themselves that nobody knows about, they're not going to really be happy about it yeah. unless it's celebrated very specifically to how they want it. So I think there's a certain amount of that where people, once something gets big enough, it just it's not as interesting to them anymore because they feel like it's speaking to too wide of an audience. Right. And not it's just not theirs anymore. Yes, yeah. exactly. They have so to I, share it with the world. <coughs> precisely. So I think there's a lot of that too. <clears throat> but the way my review was... The way I look at it, and especially with with Batman, uh, you know, I think I I am I'm at two ends with it. I have the kind of of Batman content that I like that I appreciate the most, and then there's the side of me, you know, that I want that being made, and then there's the side of me that says there should be a Batman for everyone, you know, that right. maybe mm-hmm. isn't isn't for me. Kind of like we we're talking about with Supergirl. I'm like that show does not cater to me at all, right? But it doesn't mean that I don't think it's good. I think it is good. Right. I think it, and I think it'll be great. And all of the response to it, I'm like, this is fantastic. It's even better than some of the other shows that have been made for me because they are for people like who, who you said are, are criminally underserved. Um, you know, and and so 
I celebrate it in the idea that there doesn't need to be one version of these things. There doesn't need to be, mm-hmm. you know, a one beholden, you know, like this, this is it. And that's all there can be. There can be many versions of these things. As long as the base and the root of the characters and their ideals are there, you can kind of tell your own story and make it what you will. And so I, that's why I celebrate all of these different versions yeah. and why even again with the Joker, you know, I'm like, right. that that's one that I'm like, well, that's, and you said even, you know, the Killing Joke is your quintessential Joker that you would have loved to see right. in this movie. It's not that, but it doesn't mean it's not good, and it doesn't yeah. mean it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's just more opportunity for them to keep telling these stories more and more. So, right. where, uh, so anyways, um, someone I, I think it was on Fat Man on Batman that I, I think it was Mark Bernardin who said, I uh, said the reason these characters have lasted as long as they have is because they're able to reinvent themselves and change with the times. Totally. Because characters that aren't are stuck in a rut and get forgotten. You know, I think, you know, not to completely go off the rails, but look at something like the Lone Ranger. You know, that Lone Ranger was not able to adapt and change with the changing audience and was left behind. And then when they tried to resurrect it, it didn't work because it was too, it was too late. Um, but something like Batman and the Joker and Superman and, you know, Captain America and, and yeah. you know, all these guys, they they have been around 70, 80 years. I mean, not quite 80, 75, 76 yeah. um, years because <coughs> they've been able to change with the times. And so instead of fighting that, we need yeah. to celebrate that and be like, that's what's going to keep Batman alive long before, you know, long after I'm gone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that you can sit... You can turn on an episode of Batman 66, follow it up with a Batman animated series, and then follow that up with a Nolan movie. Yeah. And not and not be jarred at all and say these are all Batman. Yeah. Is incredible. Yeah. It's incredible for the the those those versions of Batman are, could not be more different each of them. But the main themes and who they are and what they stand for is there. It's just the way that they're told and displayed, and the type of characters that they are in general. Um, and their stories, the, the way that they're told, is different. But mm-hmm. it's all good, and that's what's so cool. And and that's why these should be celebrated, and why we agree with you, Adavius, is because we love all this stuff too, and we want more. We want more, and we want it to be good, but we want more. We want it to yeah. keep coming. We want it to keep being made. So you know, yeah, uh, the growing critical backlash. It's gonna. It's gonna keep. It's gonna be there. It's always gonna be there. Yeah, there's, al- there's always gonna be someone who hates on something. Yeah. And but I I I think oftentimes it's the vocal minority, you yes. know, because they're the loudest and I think that if you spend your time like us on the internet reading about this stuff, you know, you start to think that is the consensus. Yeah. And I don't think that's always the case. Yes. I think we're looking at a very specific sampling of people yeah. who want to just Tear the tear something down for the mm-hmm. sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's a much different thing when you when you look at the the broader audience. Yes, exactly. If you get away from the internet and go to a comic convention, you know, or, or any convention that celebrates yeah. anything like this, you will see there are slews of people that are right there with you and love all of this yeah. stuff. You or, or you just talk to normal people, yeah. not geeks. You know, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like you know, like I always, you know, I always, I always say that I get the Normies, gauge, get the gauge from Samantha. You know, she's not a geek. She's she's geek friendly, but she's yeah. not a geek. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Man of Steel, perfect example. She was like. Oh, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought at the end the action was too much. 
Yeah. But otherwise, it was a really good movie. Yep. And I was like, you know what? That's a very real, <laughs> that's a very real normal yep. reaction to it. Yes. Uh, and I can I can see that. Yes. Coming from your perspective, as opposed to these people, they crapped all over Superman, yeah. burned down Warner Brothers, you know, like yeah. that nonsense. Ruined my childhood. Yeah. Ugh. So so it's anyway, um, I, I think that the. You know, as as crazy as in kind of all over the places we just were. I think the point is, is that you know these movies aren't going away anytime soon, which I think that is something we can all be very happy about. Um, the the geeks and fans that I surround myself with or try to were the ones who were excited about this stuff because I'm excited about this stuff and I yeah. want to share that excitement. Yeah. Um, and and so you know, there's always going to be the the negative Nellies, and it's best to just let them scream into the wind and and just focus on yeah. the positive. Don't even engage them because it, it could ruin it for you. You know, like the best thing to do most of the time is is just say, you know what, it's okay if you don't like it, but I do, and what's good for you is yeah. maybe not good for me, and vice versa. So let you know, agree to disagree, and right? Just, and then walk over to your buddies that you know do enjoy it and and talk positively about it, and, yeah. and 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 let it be a celebration. Don't let it be ruined by people who want to ruin it, you know, because right. that's truly what they want to do. They just want to, and then they'll move on to the next thing to complain about, <laughs> right? So. So thank you. Obviously, that was a fantastic comment, uh, Audavius, because, you know, look at how you spiraled. And yes. Something that's very near and dear to us as well. But that about wraps us up, Andy. Yeah. So I'd say this, uh, this episode, you know, despite the fact that we're a little slow on news, still effing alley, buddy. Effing alley. Effing alley. Always, so. man. Always. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Uh, we'll, we're sorry that we'll miss you next week, or you'll miss us. Hopefully you'll miss us uh, next week. But, again, I think uh, what will happen, as Andy put it, uh, we'll get hopefully just a <laughs> slew of news to talk about the following week uh, when he is back. Uh, so thank you again. Don't forget to check out all the other uh, podcasts on the Batman Universe Network and check out uh, the BatmanUniverse.net for all the latest and greatest in toys. Lots of comic book talk on the BatmanUniverse.net. That's mm-hmm. really what it kind of supplies differently than a lot of other sites. And also don't forget to check out our sister show hosted by Andy DiGenova himself, Holy Batcast, where he just did a, uh, a review. Gosh, what, I just... Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Yes, yeah. yes. It was, it was kind of unplanned, but yeah, we did a little look back at Batman and Robin, which was really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It always is. Always is. So don't forget to check out that podcast as well. And uh, leave us your comments on the Facebook page of the BatmanUniverse.net. But that about wraps it up. On behalf of Andy DiGenoa, I am Jamie McGow, and this has been the Batman Universe. The Batman Universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham. Saddle up. Woo! Woo! All right. Get that out. Get a little woo in there. Get a little woo. <laughs> a little woo fun. A little Wu-Tang. <laughs> a little woo. That has a totally different it's meaning a different for woo, me now. But no, but it, adding, t- like, ne- Wu-Tang, I've always thought about it. It's just obviously, I, I've never thought about it being, like, you know, separated into words. Like, woo. Because I say woo all the time, or I always type that. Yeah. And then Wu-Tang. It's got this... Like, Sadatao. Like, Wu Tang. Wu Tang, baby. <laughs> Please say that from now on.
<laughs> I will. Okay. Wu Tang. Now on Wu Tang. <laughs> All right. Off to a good start. Yeah.